You're listening to the Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 140, Finding Your Niche in Nursing. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find. It's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm, and fall in love or back in love with being a nurse. So come along with me and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, my beautiful friends. Today we're going to talk about finding your niche in nursing. This was something that I put on a poll on Instagram and asked you guys what podcast episode you wanted me to talk about, and it was the one that didn't win a few weeks ago, but it still had a lot of interest. So I did the COVID fatigue one. I think that was the one it was up against a couple weeks ago, and now we're jumping in to talk about finding your niche in nursing. And I think this is going to be a really fun episode. I'm excited for it. As I was planning, I was like, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun to talk about because we're going to talk about dating too. And I always love talking about dating. So we'll get into that in just a second. But I wanted to let you guys know that the waitlist for Bold Nurse Society is open right now. Did you know that? Bold Nurse Society has been closed for enrollment for 10 months. And I just opened up the waitlist and doors to Bold Nurse Society will be opening up soon. So... If you want to go get on the wait list, that is your way to stay in the loop with all of this, with what's going on, to learn about Bold Nurse Society and what we do in there and how it's going to help you bring down your stress and the different ways I'm going to help you feel more confident and fulfilled and hopeful as a nurse, then go jump on the wait list. And when you do, you actually qualify for a free course from me called Coping with Anxiety. So when you get on the wait list, that qualifies you for that course. So when you enroll in Boldner Society, you automatically get that along with your monthly membership. So to get on the wait list, go to www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash BNS, as in Bold Nurse Society, waitlist. Okay, so make sure you type all of this, the www included. So it's www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash BNS waitlist. And you only have a little while to get on the waitlist because this episode, when is this episode going to air? It's going to air Wednesday the 26th and the waitlist bonus ends on Friday the 28th. So if you want to get that coping with anxiety course, you have to be on the waitlist before the 28th so you can get that. Okay, so www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash BNS waitlist. It would be so fun to have you come hang out with us in Bold Nurse Society. All right, let's jump in and talk about finding your niche in nursing because I I know that for new nurses, this is super on their mind, right? They're like, I want to find the area of nursing I'm passionate about. I want to find the thing I love about nursing, like that specialty that is going to make me feel so fulfilled and I'm going to just be so passionate about it that I can't wait to spend the rest of my career doing it. So that's something for new nurses that's very present in their minds, but 
even if you've been a nurse for a long time, maybe you feel like I haven't found that yet. I'm still searching for that. I'm longing for it. And I think all of that sounds so romantic. What it makes me think of is Disney movies when they're searching for Prince Charming and they just want to fall in love or chick flicks, right? It's like, I want to find that perfect match that I I know when I'll find him, right? It'll be love at first sight. We'll be so in love and my life will be beautiful. It'll be happily ever after. So while I think that's really beautiful and romantic that we're searching for it, I think it can also cause some problems because it puts a lot of pressure on our jobs and a lot of pressure on us to pick the right job. And it feels really disappointing when we haven't found it yet. And when we think there's this niche in nursing out there or this perfect area of nursing or our passion out there, what it causes us to do is to get kind of nitpicky. Then when we're in a job, we're like, oh, this must not be it. It's kind of like online dating or app dating, whatever, like being on Tinder. I've heard a lot of people say that they get really frustrated with that type of dating because people are looking for someone who's perfect. I mean, the people that are actually looking for commitment, there's the people who are looking to just hook up, right? But then there's the people who are looking for commitment and for a real relationship, but they're really picky. They're like, oh, there's so many other people out there. This person has this flaw. So I'm going to swipe. I'm going to move on to the next person. And that's what a lot of us are doing in our jobs, not really realizing it, but we're like, I want to find this perfect area of nursing. And I'm in this job now and it's not perfect. There are all these flaws with it. There are flaws with my coworkers. There are flaws with the specialty or the hours or the the patient population I work with. So I just want to swipe on this job. And we start getting really frustrated because we feel like we're constantly in swipe mode and we're not getting to that perfect, beautiful, happily ever after job we're looking for. So first I want to offer to you that maybe there is no niche in nursing. Maybe there's no passionate area of nursing or perfect area of nursing you're searching for. Not in the way that we have it in our minds. It's not the Prince Charming of nursing. We're looking for real life joy and satisfaction and fulfillment, like a real life marriage, right? Something that takes work. People always say marriage is the hardest thing they've ever done. Maybe that's how it should be. Like it takes work and effort and nurturing it and overcoming problems and sticking by people's side and all of that. And that's what we have to do. Like, let's get into that mindset as we look for a nursing job that we love and want to spend time in and commit to. Now, I'm not saying don't have any deal breakers. I'm not saying you should just get into any job and no matter what happens, just stay in there. Just like with a relationship, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say get into this relationship and if it's abusive, just stick it out. No, I'm not going to tell you to do that. Of course not. So instead, think of what your deal breakers are. I'm sure you know a lot of your deal breakers for a relationship, right? It hopefully is those things like if they're abusive, mentally, emotionally, physically, 
any of that. Those are deal breakers, but you've probably got some other deal breakers too. Maybe a certain distance. Maybe you're like, I wouldn't start dating someone online who lives in another state because I, I think it'd be too hard to establish a relationship. Maybe some of you would, that's fine, but understand what your personal deal breakers are. So get those in your mind and then if someone's not hitting or a job isn't hitting those deal breakers, maybe you want to give it a little bit more time and nurture it and, re- and not be too picky about what those deal breakers are. Okay. Now, just like with dating, when we're looking for a job, we have to search around. We kind of date the job market, if you will. So that would be like the applying for jobs and the interviewing stage. That's when we're first dating. We're out just seeing what's out there. We're on Tinder (laughs) swiping, right? So as we're in that stage, a lot of people get in this really fear-based mindset. Like when I go to an interview, how do I make them like me? How do I make them choose me? They have to want me. And if we're in that mindset with dating, we're kind of desperate, we're kind of clingy, we we accept relationships that maybe should have been deal breakers, right? Because we just want we're just worried about if they like us, if they choose us. But just like with dating, when you're applying and interviewing for jobs, you have to want them too. They have to be a good fit for you too. It's not just I have to find anything that will take me. Find something that you also want. So this is called a want match. That's what I've heard Brooke Castillo call it, looking for a want match. So we need to find a want match in our relationships. They want to date you. You want to date them. That's a want match. And it's the same with our jobs. They want to hire you. You want to work there. Beautiful. That's a want match. So that's what we're searching for. We're not just trying to find anyone that will take us. We can have those deal breakers in our mind. We have to know what we want. So maybe some of your deal breakers for a job could be certain hours. You're not willing to work certain hours. Maybe it's you only want to work night shift or you only want to work day shift or maybe you want to work four tens or you want to work eights. So maybe you have in your mind what hours would work for your lifestyle. Those could be your deal breakers. So if they want you to do something different, you're not a want match. Maybe you ask about staffing ratios and they tell you what their staffing ratios are and you're like, ah, that's one of my deal breakers. Or the pay or the commute to work. Maybe you're like, I'm not willing to drive an hour to work every day. Maybe you are, right? So understand what your personal deal breakers are and then go find a want match. They have to want you and... You have to want them back. All right. Now, sometimes it hurts when they don't want us back. Just like with dating, we feel disappointed, feel some rejection, maybe feel some fear or insecurity. That's okay. You kind of want to feel those things, right? Like if you were going on a date with someone and they didn't want you and you're like, man, whatever. Then why were you spending your time with them anyway? Like if you didn't want it, then you're not going to feel disappointed, but you want to want things. And it's the same with jobs. I had a job interview once where when they told me I didn't get hired, this was for a job at a restaurant when I was in college. And when I found out I didn't get hired, I did not 
care. I was kind of relieved. I was like, I didn't want that job anyway. But that's not really how we want it to be. We don't want to be applying to a bunch of jobs we don't care about. We want to be applying to jobs that we want, which opens us up for the potential to feel disappointed or to feel insecure and all of that. And that's okay. Let's get comfortable feeling those emotions. Let's be willing to feel them because that means we're putting ourselves out there for jobs we truly want. That's how we're going to find that job we really desire, right? Or that area of nursing we really enjoy. And if they don't hire you, instead of making it mean all these horrible things, that, that's what we tend to do. We spin out and we're like, it means all these bad things about me that I'm not cut out for this area of nursing. I'm not qualified. I'm not a good applicant. I'm bad at interviews. I'm never going to get into this specialty that I really want. I coached a nurse in Bold Nurse Society once who was just starting out. She's a brand new nurse, but she really wanted to work in labor and delivery. And she had interviewed for a few labor and delivery positions and didn't get them and was starting to feel like it's never going to happen for me. But what if instead of making it mean that, we made it mean this is part of the process in me getting hired as a labor and delivery nurse. And I'm willing to go through that process no matter how many rejections it takes. And what if we used each of those experiences to learn from and to get closer to being hired in that area of nursing? Like instead of just being told, no, we're not going to hire you. We hired this other person. Thanks for applying. And we were like, oh, okay. And went and had a pity party for ourselves. What if we had a conversation? We were willing to hear why they didn't want to hire us. And we genuinely wanted to learn. It could be a follow-up email or phone call, whatever. But if you said to them, I totally respect your decision, but I'm passionate about this area of nursing and working for your company or for your unit. So I would love to hear how I could improve as an applicant. Are there qualifications that I didn't have that you were looking for? Are there experiences you would recommend? Could I come and shadow and learn from nurses on your floor? Like be willing to hear why you weren't the one and then learn from it and make yourself an even better applicant for next time. So much more useful than wallowing in self-pity, right? Now, sometimes it's not a want match on the other end. So we just talked about them not hiring you, but sometimes you don't want them. You don't want that job or that opportunity that they're offering you, and that's okay. But I think sometimes it's we have this fear of commitment. Just like in dating, right? Sometimes we fear commitment, especially marriage. That's like the big commitment when it comes to dating and romantic relationships. And that can feel really scary. And sometimes that's our mindset with choosing a job. We get some commitment fear, some fear of commitment, right? Where choosing a job feels like you're marrying it. Like if I say yes to this job, that's really scary. What if I choose the wrong one? especially if you have two jobs or multiple jobs that you're deciding between. We all like to be able to predict the future, right? Like what would my future look like with this job? What would my future look like with that job? And we can't predict the future. So before Marcos and I got engaged, I was dating two guys. They both knew it. It wasn't like 
me being sketch or anything. But Marcos was one of them, and I was dating another guy at the same time, trying to figure out who I wanted to date exclusively. And they both knew about each other. It was all good, right? But it was hard for me because I was trying to imagine, well, what would my relationship with both of them look like? Now, I knew them both to some extent, so I could kind of imagine, but I couldn't know for sure. But what I realized, and this is what I call, I call this my Pocahontas epiphany, because in the movie Pocahontas, you know how, if you've seen it, she is like going down the river in her canoe and she gets to a fork in the river and she stops and is trying to decide which way to go. And one of the paths in the river was really smooth and looked calm and beautiful. And then the other side was more jagged, looked a little bit more rough. And so she's singing this song about which one she should take, which course. And that's how I felt when I was dating Marcos and this other guy. I was like, okay, which course should I take? And what I decided was even though I couldn't see what what either path would lead to for sure, I had enough information to decide which one I was most curious about and which one I felt like had the most potential. And so what you have to do is you have to commit to a path. If you just stay at that fork in the river forever, you don't gain any new information. You don't learn anything. You just stay stagnant, not knowing the future. So the way to find out what the best option would be is to choose one. Choose one and take steps forward. And that's what I did. I took steps forward with Marcos and I decided that was a good choice and I wanted to keep going down that path. I could have decided it wasn't the right choice. I could have gone back up river (laughs) and found a new path. And maybe the other side of the river would have been closed at that point. Who knows? But there are other ways to go. There are other options. So the way to find out is to take steps forward. But then here's the thing. When we're doing this, it's not that we're marrying our job. I think that's what the equivalent is when we're accepting a job offer. We feel like we're accepting a proposal. Like they're down on one knee asking us if they can hire us. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is forever. And it feels like all this pressure, right? But it doesn't have to be. What if we like toned it down a little bit? What if accepting a job was just the equivalent of being exclusive with someone? It doesn't mean forever. It doesn't have to be this big, scary thing. We're just like, yeah, I feel good enough about this. There are enough things I like about it. It works for me. Let's try it out. Not so scary, right? So tone it down. Let's just chill out a little bit, okay? And then let's take steps forward. And I know there's that fear, like I'm going to make the wrong choice, but I want you to know there is no wrong choice. You get to create the experience you have and you could decide even if you don't stick with it for a long time, that that job was the right choice for you. I firmly believe that every single person I've dated has been the right choice. It didn't mean I married all of them. And some of the relationships only lasted a little while, but they were all the right choice. They were all 
the experiences I needed to have, the people I needed to have in my life, the heartbreaks I needed to have, the lessons I needed to learn about how to communicate and be respectful to other people and respect myself and my own values. I needed all of that. So it wasn't the wrong choice. It was part of my process. And this is all part of your process. So it's okay if it takes you a while to find an area of nursing that you want to stick with for a long time. But all of all of it, all of the journey along the way is part of it. And you get to create the experience you have in your job. I was recently watching the show Dirty Jobs with my brother-in-law when we were in California visiting. That was one of the things we watched a couple nights. And it was interesting to see all these different disgusting jobs people had where, you know, one guy would go and do something in bat caves. I don't even know, but it literally was like there was so much poop in the bat caves that it was like quicksand. They were like getting sucked into it and getting stuck in this bat poop. And another one, there was a lot, a lot of poop. Okay. (laughs) But in another one, there was this team that would go out in a big city. I'm not sure it was maybe New York where there was a lot of pigeons and they would go clean up pigeon poop from the tops of buildings. And they were in charge of washing it all off and dissolving it. And though they were doing jobs that were not super glamorous and looked kind of gross to me, they were making the jobs fulfilling to them. Like the guys who were doing the pigeon poop, they were talking about all the illnesses that can come if someone ingests pigeon poop. So if it's in the air, if all this pigeon poop is around on top of buildings and if it gets into the air, a big gust of wind comes and someone inhales it, there's like a huge list of illnesses and diseases and nasty stuff that can happen to people from getting that in their system. So as they're cleaning up the pigeon poop, if that's at the forefront of their mind, that they are making their community healthier and they're preventing illnesses and saving lives, that's way more fulfilling than being like, just washing up some pigeon poop. Tons of pigeon poop, right? Like that's just kind of meaningless. So you get to decide based on how you think about your job, based on on what you focus on, what's at the forefront of your mind, you get to create your experience. So even if it's a job that you don't want to stay at for a long time, you get to create your experience there too. You could think, I got sucked in to this miserable situation. They lied to me. This isn't what it was supposed to be. And you can have this awful experience of self-pity and disappointment and frustration and resentment. You create that experience for yourself by thinking all those things. But if you're thinking, this is an opportunity for me to grow. This is an opportunity for me to set boundaries and to learn what I appreciate and to learn what I value and to learn to respect myself. Then it's not this awful situation. Like it's still this uncomfortable situation. Doing those things is uncomfortable, but it's empowering. It's like, look at me. Look how much I learned. Look at how I'm growing, how I'm getting closer to who I want to be and closer to the nursing job that I want to stay in. And this wasn't it, but that's okay. 
So my friends, just to give you a recap, let's take the pressure off ourselves. We're not looking for Prince Charming. We're looking for a real relationship. One that takes work and nurturing and sacrifice, but there's good things in it too that we enjoy. And we choose to focus on the fulfillment. We choose to keep that at the forefront of our minds and create that experience we want. And if you would like help doing that, I know sometimes it gets really muddled. Sometimes we do feel that self-pity and that frustration. We feel lost. So if you would like some help creating a positive experience for yourself and moving along that journey and feeling confident and fulfilled, go get on the wait list for Bold Nurse Society. That is what we do in there. We are all about creating fulfillment in our jobs, despite the circumstances. We're not going to wait for things to change to feel better. The nurses who have been in there, they tell me they feel empowered to create the experience they want. They feel less stressed out. They feel more fulfilled and more confident. And that's what I want for you. And that's what I could help you do. So go jump on the wait list. Go to www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash BNS waitlist. And make sure you get on there before January 28th, because that's when the waitlist bonus offer ends. So if you, you might as well, right? If you're going to join Bold Nurse Society or even thinking about it, you might as well get on the waitlist now. So you lock in that free coping with anxiety bonus course. All right, you guys, www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash BNS waitlist. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to see you in there. Okay, my friends, have a beautiful week. Let's create some fulfillment, some joy, some satisfaction in our jobs. Don't wait for Prince Charming. You are the one who has the power to create your experience. All right, you guys, I'll talk to you soon. Take care.